Hi, my name's Alyssa. And my name's Melissa. Welcome back to the Deliverability Defined Podcast. Each week, we'll be diving deep into a topic and giving you practical advice to improve your email deliverability. In other words, we'll help you reach the inbox of your subscribers and stay out of their spam folders, leading to more success in your email marketing. Deliverability can be complex, but we're here to define it. Alrighty, I normally say, hello, Melissa, how are you doing today? But now (laughs) we have two people here. So let's start with Akash since he doesn't always join the podcast. Hello, Akash, how are you doing today? Hello, everyone. I'm doing fine. I mean, this is my first podcast episode, so I'm a bit nervous, but feels great to be here. So thanks for organizing it. We're so, so happy you're here. It's fun to see another face, hear another voice, and we talk about you constantly. <laughs> so we do. it makes sense that you're here. <laughs> yeah, we're excited. It's fun to have someone else. I, I think Alyssa and I both kind of get sick of Thank listening you. to our own voices. <laughs> well, how are you doing, Melissa? I'm good. It's fall outside in Washington. It's beautiful out right now. It's supposed to be 70 and sunny. It's like my favorite weather. So I can't complain. That's the best. It's really crazy what the weather can do. Like, cause it also feels kind of fallish here. I'm wearing a a jacket right now and it like boosted my mood so much just because it feels nice outside. (laughs) It's crazy. And preparing for this episode, which is all about holiday season, that was super fun too. So I hope if you're listening, like just pretend, pretend that it's snowing outside and you're drinking hot chocolate and there's like Christmas music playing or whatever holiday music you like to listen to. Sounds like the perfect thing. I cannot wait for the holidays. I just love all of it. Like beginning, like pretty much middle of October until the end of the year is my favorite time. So Akash, what do you do for the holidays? Oh, well, I typically try not to overeat because there's just too much of the good stuff coming on those times. I mean, you can bake stuff, you can buy nice stuff. And uh, I'm like, I'm living in two countries at the moment because, you know, my, my partner is Italian, I'm Hungarian, and I'm sort of combining the goodies from both of the countries. And, and it's hard to say no. So that's my holidays, like, you know, to balance everything out and pick the best <laughs> from both cultures, let's say, both cooking cultures. <laughs> that does not sound like a bad problem to have at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) In case you aren't aware, we are talking about the holiday season today. So that's why we are all now in the holiday spirit. The official topic is how should you prepare for the holiday season? So I guess we will jump right into it. As usual with these Ask Our Expert episodes, each of us has drafted up our response, what we think about the topic. So we're each going to read our own and we'll chat about what we each had to say. So I will start with mine. And I hate reading aloud because I feel like I'm going to trip over my words, but we'll see. I do that every single time, so it's (laughs) fine. I feel like I'm back in elementary school and I have to read in front of the class. Okay. Although it's only October and you might be sipping a pumpkin spice latte as you're reading this or listening to this, the holiday season is quickly approaching. While some of us might be able to pull off last minute holiday shopping and gift wrapping, Your email plans require more advanced planning. Email volume greatly increases in November and December, and not all of the volume comes from good emails. According to Checkpoint, phishing emails doubled leading up to Black Friday and Cyber Monday in 2020. This means several things. One, email senders are sending more emails than usual, and they're trying their hardest to make sales. Two, 
Subscribers are receiving more emails than usual, potentially causing inbox fatigue. Three, however, subscribers are looking to spend more money than usual during the holiday season. Four, fishers and spammers are increasing their efforts to take advantage of subscribers during the season. And five, mailbox providers are required to be more strict due to the increase in malicious mail. All of the factors above mean that there's a huge revenue potential for senders during the holidays. But if your strategy isn't in place, mailbox providers might move you from the nice list, the inbox, to the naughty list, the spam folder. To avoid deliverability troubles during the most wonderful time of the year, I recommend the following. Number one, don't suddenly increase your volume or frequency. If you know you want to send more mail during the peak holiday season, ramp up to that volume or frequency starting now. You don't want to surprise mailbox providers with any changes in the way you send mail. Number two, clean your list now. The holidays aren't the time to try sending messages to anyone who has ever been on your list. For the best inbox placement and conversion rate, send to a list that's cleaned up of unengaged subscribers during the holiday season. This will help you stand out from the naughty senders. Number three, only send your best content. While it's never a good idea to send just to send, it's especially important to only send your best content during the holiday season. Your subscribers' mailboxes will be fuller than ever, and you'll be competing with a lot of senders, big and small. Make sure your emails stand out and are picked from the crowd. Things like discounts, bundles, gift guides, etc. typically perform well. That is all I had to say about that. I love the naughty nice list <laughs> comparison. That was very clever. I tried to be a little cheesy. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like cheesy. Speaking of pumpkin spice lattes, since I mentioned them earlier, I just have to say one of our listeners, Tejas, messaged me on Twitter and said he had never had a pumpkin spice latte, but he listened to our podcast and now he, I think he tried one or at least knows about them and he was excited about it. So I was very excited about it. That is really exciting. We we influence. I I know. And that's the best thing I can influence (laughs) someone to do is have a pumpkin spice latte. (laughs) Akash, have you had a pumpkin spice latte? Yeah, exactly. I wanted to tell you my pumpkin spice latte story because I never had a pumpkin (laughs) spice latte. And the nearest Starbucks is a bit away from where we live usually. So last year we thought we'll do it the traditional way. So we bought a pumpkin. We sliced it up, put it into the oven, baked it, then pureed it in the blender and mixed it to hot milk and coffee. And it was it was wonderful. You could have, you know, little chunks in the end and then it was really oh gosh, great. That sounds amazing. That was my first and since then last pumpkin spice latte. That is so much better than like any other pumpkin the spice latte. Yeah. <laughs> like the and there are some local coffee shops actually around here that do their own pureed pumpkin like mm. mixture and those are the best. So you did it right. Sounds amazing. This is now a podcast about pumpkin yes, spice lattes. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say something about that. Uh, not about pumpkin spice lattes, but actually about your response, Alyssa. And I can't remember what it was. <laughs> we got distracted. We did. Well, that's okay because you all had great things to say. If we want to just hop right into those. Well, it's funny because I always like seeing how closely all of us will get our answers to each other because we don't talk about it before we write mm-hmm. them. So I was like kind of scrolling through ours while you were reading yours to see like, what did, what did we? So anyways, I just think it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. We're very aligned. Akash, do you want to go next? Yep, exactly. I'll try to tell the same story with, with my personal touch to it. So <laughs> let's hop into it. So the upcoming holiday season is 
by far the busiest time in the entire year for email marketing. So my best advice to prepare for such a hectic time is to make sure you do not procrastinate planning your strategy. Otherwise, it will feel really like a last minute Christmas shopping and who needs all that stress, right? So to reach the inbox of your subscribers, I would recommend to remember two words. One is consistency and the other is engagement. And these words are very important because mailbox providers just love consistency. So while a holiday email burst will most likely make your mails land in spam, as the algorithms will see that your sending habits have changed from one day to the other. So try to avoid this by slowly increasing the list size you are planning to use during your holiday sales. Make also sure that you send more and more to more and more subscribers until you reach the right number, sending to all those who you are planning to approach in the end. It is also very important to send with the same frequency. If you send the same number of emails on a regular basis, you're literally training the algorithm. So there won't be any surprises during the holiday season. Keep also in mind that less is sometimes more. Try not to send too many emails as that can lead to list fatigue as well. And then the other key component here is engagement. So make sure to scrub your list now and send only to the subscribers who are actually interested in your products and services. In this way, you can start preparing your potential customers and keep only those who will open your emails. Highly engaged customers will interact with your emails when the time comes. And this is very important because opening and replying to emails can increase your sending reputation as the algorithms see these actions as positive feedback. The holidays are not that far away, but you still have time to plan and prepare. So send consistently and keep your engaged subscribers on your list and your emails will reach the inbox. And that was my contribution. That was so good. Thank you. That was so perfect. I feel like especially, I feel like a lot of senders don't know either of those best practices about ramping up. So we'll see a lot of times, you know, somebody will send maybe one email a month typically. And then as soon as the holidays come around, they're like sending emails every day, every other day. And then they start to see their open rates decrease and they don't know what's going on. So I really love that advice about if you know you're going to start sending emails every day or whatever it may be, don't just do that suddenly. you got to start slowly ramping up to that so that mailbox providers aren't shocked by your huge increase in volume over the holidays. I had some customers uh, who I was helping in the past and they always told me that, ah, it always happens the same time of the year. It's always during the holiday season that their emails are landing in spam or the open rates decrease or something like that. And yeah, that's because of these reasons that those times are more hectic and you need to prepare because if you just really start the week before, that will not look good in the end, unfortunately. Yeah, I think a lot of small businesses, because a lot of times it's like one woman, one man show kind of thing. You know, a lot of these like major companies have marketing teams that are thinking ahead like months, six months or more for the holiday season. So I think a lot of times it's just the learning curve of understanding how that market works. And so if you're a newer business and you're starting to see success in your emails, it's probably not something that you were thinking about until now, but it's really important. And I think the one thing that we've all like really hit on was just sending to the people who really do want to see your emails, because 
those are the people who are going to be interacting and maybe purchasing. Um, and that's only going to help senders. Yeah, totally. I think that's another really great point that I think around the holiday season, a lot of businesses or, you know, creators or people are really trying to hit those metrics. They know that, you know, people are ready to spend right now. So it's a great time to make a pitch, try and sell something. But I think sometimes that mindset will go to like, well, let's just email anyone we can to see what will happen and try to get those sales. And that never goes well. So definitely agree. Go ahead and clean that list up as soon as you can. And like I mentioned in my response, that will help set you apart from those fishers and spammers who are also sending right now and trying to take advantage of people. It'll be really easy for mailbox providers to see, oh, this is a really legit sender. You know, they have open rates of 30% or more, for example, versus a spammer who probably has pretty bad open rates and bad engagement. So that's another really good reason to have a clean list. And by the time you're sending in the holidays, you're only sending to your engaged clean list. In this case as well, like list size matters, but not always, I would say. Like if you can even like decrease the amount of subscribers on your list to make sure that you just send to that perfect, like that sweet spot. I mean, those subscribers who will engage. So you don't need to worry about, I guess, if you even just remove some subscribers who you usually send to, because maybe those are occasionally opening your emails, but here you just really want those people who will open your emails because those people will bring in the money for you, most likely. Yeah, a little counterintuitive to remove people before your like biggest sending time, but it really does make the most sense when you think about how those people are interacting with your emails. So that's a good point. I feel like my response is like the perfect, like just reiteration of what both of you have already said. So I'm going to like laugh through it probably because (laughs) I'll just be thinking about both of your responses while I'm reading it. All right. The holidays are a wonderful time of year, but stressful for many. With email marketing, you really can never start too early. The first thing that comes to mind for me is clean your list. Sending to unengaged subscribers is never a good idea. Not only will it hurt your sender reputation, but it's also a waste of time and resources. Sending to unengaged subscribers can also result in higher complaint rates and bounce rates and to invalid addresses. The volume of mail typically goes up during the holiday season and understandably so. However, it's important to remember to keep your normal sending schedule as closely as possible. Large upticks in sending to an unengaged list is a double whammy when it comes to tanking your sender reputation. Moral of the story, send to people who are most likely to buy your product or engage with your emails. You will experience better sales and your sender reputation will thrive. So yeah, it kind of sounds like a really good mixture of the two. (laughs) I love it. I'm glad we all feel the same way. Yeah, I feel like just in case it's not clear why you don't want to just have a spike in volume all of a sudden, because, you know, we do this every day. So I try and remember for people who don't and are confused, like, well, what's wrong with sending once a month and then suddenly sending maybe once a week or multiple times a week? And the issue is that mailbox providers are constantly looking at your reputation. And essentially, if there aren't many changes in the way you send, your reputation can stay pretty stable and they can see you as a safe sender. And that's really the goal, that mailbox providers see you as safe. But if anything changes about the way you're sending your emails, it is a red flag for mailbox providers, and they might be a little bit more hesitant to send your messages to the inbox because things happen like some people's accounts get hacked and spammers will you know, send from their domain or something. Somebody like got into your Gmail login. Little things like that, mailbox providers are always on the lookout for. So if they see 
okay, this person always does X and now they're doing Y, which we've never seen before, there's a good chance you might see more messages go to the spam folder because they're just a little bit more hesitant and they don't see you as safe anymore. So the goal is that we never alarm mailbox providers in that way and that any changes you make should be slow and steady and that will help them be confident in your sending. Cool. Well, we might have said all there is to say about holiday sending. Yes, absolutely. Clean your list. (laughs) That's very, very, very important. If you listen to this podcast, you should know that, hopefully. One thing I was going to mention around content, I highly recommend that senders just reevaluate their content strategy, try and make it as valuable to the sender as possible. And I think even creators could get so much more creative with how they do this. Let's say you are a food blogger, send over some holiday recipes. Like everyone's wondering what are the best side dishes to bring, you know, over to my grandma's house or how do I make a turkey or whatever? I didn't even think about that when I was writing my response, but (laughs) that kind of goes with the inflation of mail that you receive and like Mm -hmm. trying to dig through all the promotional emails that we all get this time of year. So you can make yours different. Your chances of standing out are so much higher. Yeah. It's important to send valuable content. And if you are going to make that sale, like again, try to make it valuable. I know for me, I constantly never know what to gift anyone. I guess that means I'm a bad gift giver and that's, that's just the way it is. So I'm always looking up like gift guides, like what to get dads or moms or whatever. And it's helpful when sometimes people have really specific ones. So like what to get dads who are, you know, really into tech, which is like what my dad loves or tools or something. I would love that. And I would go buy whatever's on that list. So if you're a creator and you have items that are great for specific people, mention that in your emails. Be like, here's a gift guide for the tech lover in your life and include your items and maybe include some other items that you just love as well. But you can get creative and try and solve problems for your subscribers that they might have around the holiday season. There are so many niches around the world, so so many people collected into smaller groups needing something. So I think really mm-hmm. to just separate them and sending to each and every group something specific, it just solves problems. And that's what our creators are doing, I think. They are solving someone else's problem. And that also generates a living for them. So it's a win-win situation. Yep. So true. Personalized emails are always great. Love it. Okay, well... I hope that this podcast put you in the holiday spirit. I actually am like, I'm ready. I kind of want to like put up a Christmas tree right now, but I won't. I'm going to start my Christmas shopping (laughs) now. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, I'm going to. Ask me next week and I'll tell you what I got. Okay. I always wait till the last minute. What about you, Akash? Are you a last minute person or a think ahead person? Sometimes a last minute person, unfortunately. I try to be a first minute person (laughs) nowadays, but that doesn't always work. (laughs) So in the end, sometimes I'm just like collecting ideas or I call my sisters like, let's buy something together for our parents. What do you say? And then, ah, you have the good idea. Okay. I'll just give you some money there. (laughs) So I'm sometimes a bit lazy, but uh, I always bake something nice. So that is not something I'm lazy with. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. You are a baker, so that's the best gift in the world. It is. That's perfect. (laughs) Okay. Well, I hope everyone has a great fall season, but also holiday season. Although I'm sure you'll hear from us before then. Hope you all have a good rest of your day. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to Deliverability Defined. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And if you have time, please leave us a review. You can find a resource guide for today's show at convertkit.com slash deliverability, where we outline all of the information you need to know from today's episode. If you have a question or topic you want us to cover, let us know within the ConvertKit community or at convertkit.com slash deliverability. We'll see you next week.